scratch and smooth. A local gay couple says it's clear they were attacked because they were holding hands. Good evening. Thanks for being with us, everybody. I'm Steve Dunn. And I'm Deborah Nam. I'm not against it, but I don't like it in my face, to be honest. It does make me feel a little bit embarrassed. Do you want the black gay men to stand up and to be brave yeah. and to go in public holding hands? Hmm. Um, we, we, we've had looks. We've definitely had looks, haven't we? We've had yeah. looks, and I saw uh, a dad usher a child away from us. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. We have recently passed a law prohibiting propaganda, and not of homosexuality only, but of homosexuality and child abuse. We're all united in saying, Russia, stop your homophobia! If people would get used to seeing a guy on guy kiss and hold hands out in public and not just on no TV. He did not approve of the couple kissing outside of his business. First of all, we didn't kiss. We don't actually kiss in public. We were mm. holding hands. But secondly, even if I did kiss my wife in public, what married couple would you go to and say, how dare you? Because uh, I would never do that. <laughs> I just, I cannot, I'm not holding your hand in public. I'm like, dig it away from me. You don't want that attention. Attention. And negative attention, because it's not going to be, I mean, some might be like, oh, they're cute, but you know. You, you know they ain't going to be right, like that. You got this, you got this a range of opinions about holding hands in public collected from news reports around the world, plus a reminder of recently made laws that endanger LBGT citizens abroad. I'm Nick Randall and you're listening to SNS Online, where Holding Hands for Equality, a brand new global campaign, is gaining momentum and has been created to combat homophobia, biophobia and transphobia around the world. Its supporters include noted LBGT activist and legend Peter Tatchell. With us today in the studio on the campaign trail is Holding Hands for Equality founder, Mr. Andy Cast. Welcome to the program, Andy. Do you think this campaign has the ability to go viral? I'm hoping so. I mean, I never thought that it could go viral, but the interest I've had since I just started sharing some of the thoughts has been... Um, humbling and quite staggering. I remember when we were talking about it initially when you, you were mooting this idea and I just I, I could just see you like the blue touch paper and retire as it were so uh, obviously this is, is a way to publicise it and talk about it which we're more than happy to do. So um, initially tell us about your life, how, how did you sort of get to this point if you like? Mm. <laughs> sure, I'm sure, okay. Well, uh, I mean we haven't got hours but we've we got, we got a few minutes. <laughs> Well, like many men of my age, so I, I'm in my early 40s. I, I suppose when I was younger, I didn't realise exactly what I was. I had feelings. I had an attraction to other men. But, I mean, I'd, I'd never met another gay person um, until... Well, you didn't was, know. <laughs> well, exactly. I, someone that I knew was gay until I was about 19. Um, I got married at 19. Um, wow. I, wow. I, I, I met someone um, who... I do love, and still love very much. Uh, she showed an interest in me and wanting to be what I then perceived to be normal and to be the person my family and friends expected me to be, mm. I rushed into a marriage. And for mm. seven years, we had a very happy marriage, yeah, but absolutely. there was just always something missing. 
to get married at 19. I mean, that's, that's, that's a young age to get married. What, whereabouts in the country were you brought up? I was in rural Essex. So actually, the county town of Essex was Chelmsford, where I was born. So um, not far from the, the, the heights of Romford. Um, right, okay. but, but more out into the countryside. Uh, so at that time, there were no gay bars right. uh, in the in the town. Oh, there wasn't a McDonald's until I was eighteen. Right. So <laughs> people usually got married at twelve, didn't they? I mean, you you were quite late, were you? Yeah, I'm lucky I didn't marry a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Where well, we better watch ourselves when we say here. <laughs> so marriage at nineteen, no children. No, it was never the right time. Um, not to say that I didn't want children, but mm. I, I think my ex-wife and I went through stages where at one point she was broody, but I wasn't. And then at another point I was broody and her career was more important. And I mean, it, it's never the right time, is it, if you have to think about it. Um, for many good reasons, I suppose, we never had children. Uh, yeah. It's one of my biggest regrets, mm. but I'm very lucky that I do have two amazing stepchildren now. Yes, fantastic. So... so- I mean, how did how did we segue into these stepchildren and presumably a significant other? Yes. So my significant other is Paul. And hello, Paul. <laughs> we we met at work, um, and at the time we were both married. Whilst I realised things weren't quite right with my ex-wife at the point, mm. um, I didn't realise really what was quite wrong. Really, were you not prepared to step back and just think, well, I'm gay? I was in. Complete denial. Uh, complete denial about it. I, it wasn't something that I wanted to be. Um, and for many years after that, it, it wasn't something that I thought I could be. Um, I mean, it, it, it horrifies me to think it now, but there were times when I considered if there was something that I could do, so is there, there was a therapy to stop being gay or an injection I could have to stop being gay or a pill, I would have taken it, um, which is horrifying now. But at the time, it was very real. And I think that's very real for a lot of gay men who were in the closet. So were there any days when your denial was so much that you didn't think about being gay at all? Oh, totally. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Wow, that's amazing. Many, many years, uh, probably for the first five, six years of my marriage, I was more than happy in that denial. Yeah. More than happy being a straight man in a relationship with a woman. Mm. So presumably you and Paul got closer and uh, it got to the point where something had to give. Yes, yes. I mean, before Paul and I got together, I realised that I was, something was wrong. I had attraction. We hadn't even discussed it, but I was attracted to him. He was my best friend. I knew I was attracted to him. I knew that I had to get out of the relationship I was in. Um, And was he out gay? No, no, he he was also married um, and also not prepared to accept what he was. So really, so, you were very well matched. Very well matched, although we didn't know it at the time. Mm. And it was still quite a few years until we talked about the attraction that we had. Mm. It got to the point where he'd left his wife because his marriage had broken down. Mm. He came and shared my flat with me. And it was then that we started to talk about the mutual attraction that we had. Unfortunately, because, now I don't blame my ex-wife one bit, but she had a poor reaction to me telling her that I was attracted to men. Mm. Quite understandably. At the time, it devastated me because I did see her as my best friend and and I think I was naively looking for support 
And for her to say, it doesn't matter who you are or what you are, I love you anyway. Because, mm. as I said, I, I did love her. Mm. Um, understandably, quite understandably, she had a bad reaction. Mm. Uh, that meant that soon after we got divorced, I then thought, I don't want to be gay. I want to be what I perceive to be normal. And uh, that horrible word, normal, I mean, what does normal mean anyway? But yeah. I, I just wanted to be straight. It certainly doesn't apply to me, and that's nothing to do with being gay. <laughs> <laughs> just ask my Andy. <laughs> um, so I went straight into at least two further straight relationships. Try, Did you? Trying to be oh, straight. Oh, give it up, man. Sort it out. Um, so... My attraction to Paul was in the distance, and and we'd we'd but I wanted to be straight. I wanted to be in a relationship. He was with his wife and with his family, and I thought I can't be with the man I love because he's there with his wife and family. Mm. Um, I need to almost have that same. I can live this lie, mm. but however much I tried, I couldn't live the lie. So obviously, your wife wasn't prepared to to take you back because if you were prepared to be straight again. Um, you obviously didn't. She was obviously more wily than you were in, in at the time. Um, we never got to discuss that. It, okay. It was more the point that I'd come out to her. I told her who I was, and the only way this would work for me to be straight mm. would be to start a new relationship with someone who had no idea. Yeah. Absolutely. So basically, to put myself back in the closet yep. as hard and far as back as I possibly could. <laughs> it was uh, really time to. Shake your touche and sort something out. So, so what was the big, um, you know, without going into too much detail, how did this uh, change for you? Uh, it was a big change at work um, where I'd moved to London. Feather Bowers? No, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> um, feather Bowers might have been interesting. <laughs> but no, I, I moved to London and I just thought, you know what, I need to change this. Um, London is good for that. Yeah. L- London is good. I had come to the realisation that I couldn't live a lie. I had to be authentic. I had to be me. I had to stop stopping the real me coming out. And that meant telling my friends, telling my family who and what I was. And there was no counselling with other people? Or, 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 or had you just, you just thought, right, I'm going to do this? Yes, yes. Yeah. There no, no counselling. In, in some ways, I, I wish I had. Mm. <laughs> I'd had some. What, um, what age were you, don't mind me asking? Because obviously people are going to be relating this to their own lives. So this would have been early 30s. Early 30s, right. Early 30s. You, you did take a while to get there. I <laughs> took a very long while to get there, yes. Well, that's all right. A lot of people mm. do. I'm sure mm. people listening today who, who are still might be in that situation. This is why it's so it's great just to be able to talk about it mm. and you know have it available to, to, to whoever. And so, then when Paul and I did finally get together, mm. um, I mean, he'd left his wife. He, he, he came to share my flat and... It, things yeah. went the way they Absolutely. do yeah. um, we talked about things and then we decided to throw ourselves right in the deep end and we opened up a business a coffee shop um, in the gay area of Bournemouth oh, fantastic. right in the middle of the gay scene right um, so talk about going from from one extreme to the other uh, <laughs> is this still going no okay, no, right. no no we, we did that for two and a half years and then decided mm. that uh, that wasn't the path for us I know you both like coffee very much yeah. I've heard the rumor and <laughs> pussycats as well so we yeah I think we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> scratch and sniff 
with Nick Randall. So obviously you're now a happy, fluffy gay man, and um, you start to think, you know what, I want to write my thoughts down about my life and all the rest of it, because I become aware of your random musings, as you, you called it, your yeah. blog. Yeah. I'm very impressed with your writing style and, and, and your thoughts you had to share. Was that a very cathartic process? Oh, completely cathartic. Mm. Um, it, it came about, I, I suppose, as I get older, I have lots of things that wind me up, that give me pause for thought, that I just need to get out. And that cathartic sharing, even if nobody ever reads them, mm. it's a way of getting all of the jumbled thoughts yeah. out of my head and onto paper and to, to try and make sense of what I'm thinking. Um, I mean, you say I'm a, a happy gay man. I don't know if I am yet. Mm. Yeah. Um, and part of this Holding Hands campaign is to help me and other people like me feel more comfortable yeah. about being gay. It's going to that very final line in Cucumber, am I happy to, mm. to be a gay man? Which I think is what it boils down to. I mean, I've realised that I hate, I can be homophobic. I mean, I think we all can. We all yeah. can be everything. and we, We've had to unlearn a lot of stuff um, as you get older, I think, based on your background, I think. Yeah. Yes, and, and that internalised homophobia, mm. it, it's not surprising that... Our society isn't built for gay people to be there in, in, and accepted mm. in the public eye. It, it's not built that way, and it hasn't been for some time. Mm. In the future it will be, and yeah. we are turning corners, yeah. but not quick enough. I mean, certainly in this country, the amount of change we've had in such a relatively short time mm. has been astonishing. I mean, Absolutely. I actually spoke to Peter Tatchell. He, he actually um, foresaw that it was going to take a lot longer than that to get to the point where marriage and all the rest of it. So he was yes. very, very impressed. But obviously he also reminded me about what's going on around the world, and that's yes. what we have to sort of watch out for. Um, looking here now, I'm just on the, the old pewter. In the UK, apparently it's about 100 LGBT hate crimes recorded each week by police. Now that's in this country where we've got we're doing so much better mm. than other places in the world. I clicked to Africa. We've got the jail the gays laws in Africa. It was kill the gays, but I think they, they scaled it down just a little bit because of uh, international condemnation about mm. that. We go to Russia and uh, the amount of human rights abuses going on there. India now are getting in on it. I mean, that's a, this is a huge part of the world mm. deciding that uh, we're not worthy of of being on the streets or even living. I mean, the idea of being blindfolded and thrown off a building, just the most horrific thing I could possibly think of. This uh, sparked such outrage in you that you decided to do something about it. Yes. I, I mean, it, this all started for me in 2014 where I, I met some new friends who, I suppose, introduced me to the world of, of homophobia. Mm. <laughs> Not in that kind of way yeah, but, yeah. but they, they shared things on Facebook about stories about what was going on in the world and I, I think I, I'd naively been hidden by my own issues um, I, everything that was going on for me was I suppose fully self-obsessing and I hadn't looked outside my door and seen how lucky I was to yeah. be in this country mm, absolutely. and it scared me from what I've read mm. and that made me then think do you know what I need to do more I, I can't just be one of these people who just sits back and watches this go on without a voice. Mm. I've, I've never been a person who, who stood up for gay rights or, or gay equality. There have always been stronger people to do that for me. Mm. But you know what? That's not acceptable. Uh, all of us need yeah. to take a stand because yeah. without us taking a stand and saying this isn't acceptable, people won't learn. Um, I, I mean, I, I liken the struggle that 
gay and lesbian and transgender people have to to the struggle that Martin Luther King fought. Uh, totally, absolutely, totally. But yeah. I remember saying that to somebody once years ago, um, another place I worked at, who was insulted that I could compare the two. No. No, no, and and that I mean, it's human rights. It's human rights. It's human rights. Yes, mm. and it, and in many ways, it's more difficult for gay people because we look just the same as straight people, mm. um, which which I suppose meant that it's easier for us to have to hide away from it. And that's what holding hands is all about. Mm. Holding hands for equality is about we shouldn't have to hide. You know, if I want to walk down the street holding Paul's hand, I should be able to do that without either feeling bad myself. And that's part of the battle. I still do. I still feel uncomfortable. I think, who's watching? What are they going to do or say? Or how are they even going to feel? I don't want to upset people. Yeah. It's pathetic, isn't it, that we worry? I mean, I feel exactly the same, hmm. you know. But, I mean, this is how we've been conditioned. Exactly. And there's obviously the other side of it, that if people see us holding hands, they might not like it and be homophobic towards us. Um, I've been very lucky in my life in that... I've only experienced very mild homophobia, name-calling. There are people who have much worse experiences. I mean, we see... I mean, you, you just talked yeah. about statistics. 100 hate crimes a week. That is just... Well, the ones that are reported. Well, reported. Mm. Diabolical yeah, figures. Absolutely. And we need to change that. It's mm. not acceptable. Scratch and sniff. You're listening to SNS Online with my special guest, Andy Cast, talking about the campaign he's spearheading, Holding Hands for Equality. Now, don't forget, if you've got any comments about this or any other show, why not join our Facebook page, SNS Online, or our Twitter feed, which is Scratch and Tweet. Past shows are available to be heard again by searching for SNS Online on SoundCloud or MixCloud by searching for me, Nick Randall. And talking of past shows, LBGT campaigner Peter Tatchell and LBGT historian Michael Brown both feature in our recent archive. Two programmes featuring two extraordinary people who time and time again deliberately place themselves in the firing line to help change occur in this country and beyond. So do check those out as they're worth a listen. I get the impression, Andy, that your entire life has been in preparation for this campaign because you seem the perfect person, based on your own experiences, to really sing this out loud, as it were. Um, let's talk about holding hands for equality, uh, the nuts and bolts of it. Tell us exactly what the idea is. I wrote an article for Ella magazine and um, it was just called Holding Hands for Equality and it, and it, and it came out of my thoughts about when I do walk down the street and I see a same-sex couple holding hands, my first thought is, oh, that's amazing. I love, it's, it's just so lovely to see it. And the second thought is for me to look around and see who's watching them and, oh, my God, what are people thinking about that? Mm. And that's what the article was about. There was also some statistics that the more that gay people are seen by people who are potentially homophobic the more acceptable things become and it, it that makes it's like tv characters in soaps etc etc it's visibility the more visible we can be the easier people will accept us mm -hmm. um and that's what the article was all about and i suppose i had this very simple naive idea that actually let's take lots of pictures of people holding hands and actually it doesn't need to be gay people it could be straight people it could be old and young people anyone that you love Let's make the visibility of holding hands acceptable, regardless of who you are, so that nobody takes a second look. Nobody thinks, oh, that's a bit odd. That's a bit strange. I don't like to see that. Well, 
if we make it so acceptable that everybody holds hands and that's normal, then that's where we need to be. I think the beauty of this is its simplicity. I mean, I guess the only problem is, is it clear who the hands belong to? Are, you know, two very butch bikers? Or, yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? That doesn't really matter. I mean, it would be lovely if the pictures could be the two whole people. So you can I, see. I don't think it needs to have a, any particular rule. I like the idea of yes. pictures of hands, but obviously it, can, yeah. it will evolve beyond that. It's a simple sign of human connection. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I mean we, we shake hands when we meet people. We hold hands when we are with people that we love. Mm. It's a simple sign of human connection. Mm. And anybody should feel comfortable enough to do it in a public place without fear of any action towards them or even anybody looking and laughing or even feeling uncomfortable by it. And that's what I want to get out there. OK, Andy, before we get to the nuts and bolts of the campaign itself, it's time for Desert Island Risks, where you get a chance to choose a track or possibly two, which might resonate professionally, personally, or just because it makes your feet tap or all three. And obviously, in this case, um, we've got a campaign to sell. So I've chosen Hold My Hand by Jess Glynn. Uh, the the words yeah that that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the words of the song really do go well um, you know it, it's she's basically saying that she wants to hold the person's hand she doesn't want to be alone um, it, I mean even the it's in my mind I'm running around a cold and empty space the, the words just rang so true for me and also further down where she's where she sings I'm ready for this there's no denying I'm ready for this you stop me falling it just felt so appropriate for what I'm doing with this. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to take that jump. And however scared I feel, because I am scared, Nick, I I am scared. Um, I am ready and it needs to happen. Standing in a crowded room and I can't see your face. Put your arms around me, tell me
Just Lynn there with Hold My Hand. Uh, Andy Carr's choice on SNS Online. So, Andy, very appropriate song there. Quite an emotional connection with Holding Hands for Equality. Let's talk about D-Day for Holding Hands for Equality and where we're going with that, what what you're hoping to do, Facebook pages, etc. Give us the works. OK, well... Uh... I felt that we should probably attach the campaign to something that's already out there, something successful. Um, so International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia is out there already, the 17th of May. It's an annual day uh, celebrated across the world to put the message out that homophobia isn't acceptable. Mm. Um, so on that day, it's my vision that we will flood all of the social networks with pictures of people holding hands with people they love, uh, be they gay, straight, bi, trans, lesbian, whoever they are, um, mother, father, daughter, brother, yeah. sister, whoever they love, a picture of them holding hands. I mean, it, I want to get the hashtag holding hands trending so that people can see the amount of support that, that we have. But this isn't just about the, the LGBT movement. It's about equality for everybody, regardless of who you are. What organisations do you have on your side to promote this? I mean, like Pink News, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, we will be doing press releases shortly um, and we will be approaching um, all of the, the gay media and the straight media as well because this is bigger than just our community. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, internally, the IBM UK Eagle LGBT group are, have supported and they are really running with this. They're, they're doing it as an internal promotion and asking as many employees as they can to send in their photos and then they're going to release that as a video on YouTube. Um, wow, that's so fantastic. I, absolutely staggering that, that people <clears throat> could take my idea and feel so enthused mm. and positive about that mm. message. Um, and not only that, we've got a couple of universities involved, so the LGBT groups and universities. Uh, I'm approaching as many companies as I possibly can with networks. Mm. I'm also going to, pro to promote the idea with um, celebrities. Mm. So any... Uh, straight allies or any gay lesbian celebrities who are out there I really want to get that message through mm. so I'm hoping that we will get tons of support mm. there is a Facebook page set up okay give us there. the details of that um, yeah so the Facebook page is, is quite simply hands for equality so with but that's with the number four rather than okay letters. yeah yeah uh, the Twitter account is also hands for equality exactly the same mm -hmm. Uh, we've got an Instagram account set up, which is holding hands for equality. Right. We have a Google Plus account set up, <laughs> wow. which is holding hands for equality. Fantastic. Uh, we have a website. Oh, excellent. Well, we that's website, great. Holdinghandsforequality.org. And, uh, and one more time <laughs> holdinghandsforequality.org you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> and people can contact me through that website um, at andy at holdinghandsforequality.org and obviously we will put all the details on our Facebook page and our Twitter as well so obviously you've been promoting it with loads of organisations you want to get celebrities on board what about organisations universities abroad universities in Africa, organizations in Africa, in India, in, in Russia. Have you been able to connect um, with any of those people or are you hoping it will just more or less snowball into those areas? Certainly with the support from the IBM UK Eagle LGBT community, mm -hmm. we are going global. 
they've already they've already started receiving photos from China, from Canada. They have so many countries on board that this is getting big. Obviously, that's from an internal perspective. Uh, what they are doing though is asking their employees to share this with families and friends who don't work for IBM. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that knock-on effect will just put it out there yeah. globally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, I only have a certain influence and, I, and I'm, I'm hitting my networks as hard as I can. And, and that's where I'm hoping that the celebrities will yeah. pick up on it. I think if anything is going to trend, anything at all, this has to. It would be a dream. It would be a crime and it would just be rather ridiculous if it didn't. I, I would find it very difficult. I'll be amazed if, if you hear... The sound of tumbleweed, <laughs> the crickets. That's usually for my show. <laughs> I will be doing a lot of crying, I think, if if, yeah. if it does, because something that started as just a an idea, a simple idea, and just mm. just a thought that I had. It's a simple idea. It's it, it it's full of good intentions and love and equality. Uh, it, it has to free fall. It has message. to. Yeah, it's a positive message, yeah. which in today's world of negativity. Mm. How can it go wrong? <laughs> Absolutely. So one more time before we wrap up, let's just go through the details again. Your website first. The website is holdinghandsforequality.org. And Facebook? Facebook is Hands for Equality with the number four. Mm-hmm. And Twitter? Hands for Equality. And we'll worry about the other ones uh, later, but they're the main ones as far as I'm concerned. So I think, again, it's very appropriate to uh, end on a song. You, you have picked one more track, haven't you? And I think I'm going to allow it because, uh, bless you, this, this campaign deserves it. So what are we going to play out with? Oh, that's really good of you, Nick. Thank you. Uh, so it's another very popular song out there in the charts at the moment called Heroes by Alesso. Thank you so much, Nick. I really appreciate the support. We go hide away in Play. 